Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, episode 152. You start to lose your mind a little bit, Brian, when you do this many. Anyway, uh, I'm me and you're him. Or was it the other way around? And, and him and me. That's right. In this episode, we talk about our take on the recent Fall Q class. We're going to discuss some augmented reality reading experiences and a little bit from Ted Lasso. Hey, and Canva Magic Shortcuts, revisiting a podcast tool and mysterious organization of the Pentaverate. <laughs> All on episode 152. Brian, did you know that I did not find many things about the number 152? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a, there's some gaps. I spent a lot of time searching there's, numbers, and sometimes there's a lot. There's a lot, and sometimes yeah. no. But did you know that in the movie You Got Mail, the Tom Hanks character's AOL email account was NY152? I, I did not I. know that. I, I wonder what that re- reference is. Anyways. Hey, did you know if you're listening on October 31st, not to state the obvious, but it is National Caramel Apple Day. It's time to test the strength of those fillings. How do you feel about they caramel apples? Oh, gosh, just awful. Those are horrible. <laughs> as a kid, I hated them. As an adult, I hate them. I'm assuming as I get older and my teeth start to go. Tell me, please tell me you hate they're- them too, Brian. I don't like them. I mean, I can tell you, you know what's worse? Christmas time when they have those orange j- dipped oranges. Have you had those? Oh, it's an actual goodness. orange. They're, I, it, they're orange slices. That they dip in what? Chocolate. Oh, those ones are gross. Okay, the chocolate things. Yeah, no, no. Well, let's stick to the but, obvious. Yeah, hey, the, speaking of Halloween, Brian, can I just, so that we're simpatico or not simpatico, so I either can yay or I can yell at you? You ready? Okay. First? I got two words for you. All right. Candy corn. I was about to say that. I in in moderation. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm a yes on the candy corn. I didn't know there yeah. was so much hatred I, for candy corn. The original candy corn, not those spin-offs that they no, started don't making. Pumpkins? No. No, yeah. throw a little chocolate in no. there. No. Yeah, no. It's no, the original. That's it. Right? Just like Wendy's. Don't tell me that there's other flavors of a frosty. There's a frosty. There's it's, a- chocolate. Yeah. it's chocolate. Do you want a vanilla? <laughs> no. Strawberry. Strawberry. What is that? There's no strawberries and frosties. Wait, chocolate. Yeah. The, chocolate. The candy corn. It. It. You know. It's a good handful. Or just. I can't do a whole bowl full. Like if it was like peanut M and M's, I'd put a trough. Have a but is really? Yeah. Are you eating barrels of candy? You're eating buckets of peanut M and M's. If there, if the opportunity oh presents goodness. itself, I'm bathing wow. in it. Wow. Awesome. All right. Well, there it is. It is all Hallow's Eve. Everybody that is, you're listening to episode 151. It is Halloween titled episode 152, all Hallow's Eve. Welcome to the check this out podcast, the ed tech podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say, you got to check this out. Welcome, listener, just that one listener out there, to the Check This Out show. You think that we're getting less? Now it's now the one? I I think it's one. Probably someone just listens while they're at work, mm-hmm. just in the background. It's probably Frank. And we're still podcasting after all these years. It has been. It's. I don't even want to think how many years it's been. It has been a while. And, it and was, it's... And it seems, I know we end the show with what we're listening to, but not about you, Brian. It just still feels like, boy, the the podcasters out there, it's not completely dried up. But it's, you, you remember what those nature documentaries you would watch? They would be like the Serengeti Plains. It's, just, <laughs> it's the heat of the <laughs> summer, the poor crocodile or fish that's in there. And there's, there's like no water. Like there's nothing left. And it feels like, yeah, slowly trickling away. Yeah. Such. It's still there. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Just got to find him. But Brian and I were here. We have we have no real plans, but we just say we're just going to keep we'll just keep doing this. We'll no keep real sharing. no real regular schedule, but it's almost it's almost like this is a designated like 1-hour phone call. It is. Like we were talking before like pre like just don't even do that. Like, just, just. <laughs> let's let's just do this. Why let's not? Just listen. Anyway, should we I don't even think we should introduce ourselves. I don't they can guess who is who. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, and that and, is him. <laughs> me and him. Uh, so welcome to the Check This Out podcast. That's us. What have you been up that, to, Brian? 
Uh, not a whole lot. I think uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about what we did last weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? Things was, we learned, people we saw. That's right. It was Fall Q, and it was Fall Q is almost. It was the birth of this podcast. It was. I uh, we was don't it, know how many years it was. I don't know either. Was it 2014? Dare I say? Holy moly, jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. But yes, this was the edition, the uh, 2022 edition of Fall Q. uh, The The Northern California version of the California and growing, it sounds like you guys are moving into Oregon, it it appears now, right? Yeah, and uh, and Nevada has come back. Nice. So... We, we, we are growing. That was one of my things running on the board. One of my things I wanted to do was to grow a uh, queue. So checkbox done. Done. Can I? Done. Yeah. And so the fall queue one is the one that you get, we, we do during in Northern California. And so we have been in a, a traditionally an American Canyon just outside Napa for many, many years. And then uh, we bounced over to, what was it Folsom, Cordova Folsom. and then um, COVID hit. And then, and then it's this been year, quiet. Yes. So you want to talk about what you guys did this year? Yeah, this year we had it at the San Joaquin Teacher College in South Stockton. Um, it was again. I I have to say the facilities was amazing. Um, I heard even someone say the this has been the best facilities for uh, a, a fall queue. It wasn't at a school. It was at a it, well. It was a school. It was a college. So again. The one thing I really liked, it was geared for grownups. Um, when you think about schools and conferences, you know, it had adequate parking, uh, big chairs, professional seating. Um, like the rooms were just were immaculate. And then, you know, that remember that one, there was one year at Fall Q. Didn't happen here. Great Wi-Fi. The support staff was great. So when you're presenting, they came up, they were helpful. So it was, it was a great event. Um, and I really liked the session seemed pretty balanced. Uh, it was a good spread of ones you wanted to go to. You weren't going to go to one and say, Oh, I missed out on this. Um, so it was, I thought was a good, uh, what smattering splattering of great sessions and and great presenters. So Mm -hmm. it was really good. And like, uh, Ryan said, got to see a whole bunch of friends. Um, I kind of liked, the lunch was lunches. The food wise, they had there was food trucks both days. They could probably use maybe two more. I it would got say crowded. every every event I've ever been to, when they say we got food trucks, people get excited. And I would just tell anybody who's ever doing food trucks is get more food trucks, get more and and expect. I know if you've ever been to one with food trucks, you know it takes a while. It's not it's nothing new. Um, I mean, any events I've been to that had food trucks, it it be patient. Because the problem with food trucks is, and, and is the idea about your ordering, and you're like, you don't order an event like this because everybody's just going to come out at one time. And so, like, there was a couple of them, and I think they all tried to pre-do their stuff. Particularly, yeah. pizzas was the easiest. We have three kinds of pizza. You want this one, this one, this one. And they just kept mm-hmm. popping, like, because they've they've been pre-cooking them. So, the food trucks is nice. It offers diversity. But I don't know about you, if you're going to be going to events, um, I enjoy. I mean, I'm a large person who likes to eat, and I do. But if I'm going to the, an event and I'm in, the, and we're having a lunch there. I'm just trying to be able to eat to sustain calories. I would like to be able to do something nice at night, but I think the biggest thing is just about, it's the speed about turning people in and out. Yeah. And again, you're right. They did. They tried to get as many, try to get orders pre-done beforehand, ready to go that they could just hand out. But Mm -hmm. again, when it was close to 500 people and four food trucks, uh, it's yeah, you got, I I think maybe two more trucks would have been good. Would have been good. Yeah. Um, uh, now, the, in the location, too, like you mentioned, um, Stockton is given, for, for being our neighbor to the south, Stockton has, um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you word that, Brian? It's got a bum Stockton, rap. It's got a bit of a reputation. Yeah, it it does. And again, I think, I you know, I'm, I'm going to eat crow here uh, because I was one that kind of, I don't want to talk down upon it before it even happened. Um, but I got to say, it... It was, it was a great location. Um, I mean, personally for me, it was an, I, it was just an hour drive in traffic. Um, and again, I think I, I try to think back, uh, of when it's at American Canyon for so many years, it took maybe an hour and a half to get there. 
Um, and even trying, even to fly in, you'd have to go to Oakland, people flying in. And it was still an hour and a half drive, probably from Oakland to Napa, because you, you're going from the South Bay to the North North Bay. So it here at Stockton, even I heard like Brent Warner flew in from, he flew into Oakland. I don't know why, I don't know why people didn't fly into Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was, it's just an hour, hour shot down five. Yeah. But okay. I'm going to take the other side. I'll play devil's advocate on this. Got First it. off, I'll agree with all that you said in terms of, yeah, like I had some reservations about, you know, Stockton cause of its reputation and mm-hmm. it was great. The event was really, it was a really nice place and it, it felt, you know, spread out since it was at the County office of ed, it was spread out and it had this really neat teacher college. And so facilities, everything was really, really fantastic. Really good. Uh, but one of the reasons people go to things is because they want to be able to get away. They want to have a bit of a destination and in no way, shape or form is stocked in a destination that people are wanting to be able to go to. True. But again, you're there for one night. So it's not really, it's not like Q Rockstar where you went to cool places. You just needed a place to stay. I think the reason why you go to someplace like fall Q is the community is the people is the, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be, you know, in Crescent City. Um, but again, <laughs> I was trying to. What? <laughs> uh, I, well, I'll we'll agree to disagree. Even a one nighter, I, I want to be able to go out. I want to be able to see some friends and bounce around town and all that kind of stuff. So it, again, I think again, we didn't know of like hotels to stay in there. Um, like, there's got to be better choices and. I think planning the that night. I mean, Piper did a great job planning an after party social. We got a good amount of people there, but it would be nice, like you said, if there was multiple places, um, like at like the site conference, that they have sponsors at different locations. So you know, Piper could be here, Paper can be there, um, and you can bounce around. I don't think. Uh, I mean, for next year, if it's going to be there again, if we research places, but again. I, I had a I had a great time. Um, again, it was you know hanging out with you and Brent, um, going to going to a car wash at night just to you know that was car something. was a little dirty, that dirty. That was something. Dur- dirty maybe a brand new word that could describe <laughs> that car wash. That was dirty. Who takes us on a car a haunted car wash? I I exactly I don't know. We drove tw- tw- 15, 20 minutes because we got to go a haunted car wash. Down in, yeah, down in Manteca, we, that we was, had to go there. That well, was something. I, we're also to blame because we were supposed to find food. And Brent said, if we didn't find food, we we're going to go to his place. And we ended up at his place. And it was a heck of a car wash, too. I mean, it, the, it, the, the, the rims. The, the, the wax were shiny. Man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brent. Yeah. I love yeah. the uh, the haunted car wash, which was, they were good. I will say that. They were good. They were good. When they open up your windows and get in the car and yeah. they're trying to scare you. Yeah. After they pound bit, on the yeah. windows, thinking it would like break in. I was in, expecting but... the pounding on the windows. I didn't expect to get in the, to get in the get in the vehicle. That's, no, when but... I, that, that's when I told her I was a lawyer, and she can't do that. Yeah, she did. And Stephanie tried to jump she in, but it, it wouldn't help. I mean, it doesn't help when Brent unlocks the doors. What? Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> what kind of a friend does that? Unlock yeah. the doors as you're going into yeah. a car wash. We should have opened the doors as it was going into the car wash. But yeah, and I, and one other thing again, like uh, before, two other things. One is uh, like uh, Ryan mentioned, we have a new affiliate, Southern Oregon Q, um, that joined, and Tisha Richmond was there to you know at the board meeting as we brought him in, and um, it's going to be great because you know I was already thinking if we did a, a Southern Oregon rock star and do it a Shakespeare edition. Um, there in Ashland would be good. But, and again, the last thing about the Q conference, I said, I thought the keynotes were great. Um, were fantastic. We had two very of them. applicable, very personable. It, yeah, it was, they were great. And, um, I know you were going to talk into it. So I kind of led in there with that. Yeah. So the two of them on the first day we had Abby Amarito and she talked about this idea of, um, sort of coming out out of the pandemic, uh, uh, about 
about, I think she titled it Proof of Life and about the humanity of it all. And I like this part where she said, she said she wanted to construct a world full of hope, care, and connect, connectedness while doing right by ourselves, our communities, and our students. And it felt really good. I mean, I mean, and, and nothing against a TED Talk or YouTube videos or whatnot, but to be able to sit in a room and disconnect, not be on your phone, and not be able to fast forward or to pause and just watch somebody live who's going to give you a, a shot of adrenaline is it's one of the biggest takeaways that um, so many of us have when you go to events, whatever it is, for those of you listening, you guys go, I mean, I hope that you would be able to the opportunity to go to PD events. And um, uh, I'm a big fan of a keynote that can get me excited. And hearing Abby's story, um, um, uh, uh, her as an educator and her as a, uh, a member of her family and all those experiences that went with that really sort of... Um, um, uh, made me think a lot about connectedness. And I think the connectedness is the biggest walk away that I got from this is that I felt connected to the keynote speakers. I, it made me want to feel, uh, go back and connect with my students more and uh, be connected with those people who were there in person and such. So um, a kudos to Abby. Yeah. And I, I love that Abby. I've, I've known Abby for a few years now. Um, just a Q member, uh, part of, part of our Q community, I always love seeing um, someone step up on the big stage that is, is from one of our affiliates, one of our people, one of our people. So I thought that was very, really meaningful. And she did it. She did a knockout job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then John Spencer, and I, I think we both have talked about John Spencer on the, yeah. uh, with his books and his podcast, he's podcasted forever as well too. And he talked about how, uh, you know, uh, it's not necessarily about technology. It's about us, about we're the ones who transform learning and sort of a little bit of a check back. And, and it, it feels like, Brian, in our conversations, more and more, I keep saying the idea of we're like the anti, at least for me, the anti-tech ed tech podcast. And I'm the yeah. anti-ed tech teacher now. Uh, and I like what he talked about. He talked about the analog piece of the whole thing, too, you know, about how uh, in an automated world, our students need analog tools. Yeah, I again, I and his his sketch noting in his own uh graphics that he creates just to emphasize a point mm -hmm. um was was awesome yeah. i i was able to, i reached out to him and he shared his presentation with me because i planned to print some of those out and oh, hang good. around my office so good. um yeah it was and he made so many references i i don't want to say we're old but you know we totally mm -hmm. it, it was it was it was let's say someone around the window of our age got yes um if but, you're in your 40s yeah, and 50s you kind of got it late 30s you kind of get, get a lot of his references it was really cool so because yeah it he, was because really he good. was talking about that analog world and what i liked about yeah. him and abby were both at the idea of yeah where are we at now just don't stand up there and give me the spiel about connect with kids or whatever what is it like post-pandemic what is it like um with what we've come out of. And I like what John, uh, John said. He said, as we make sense out of the new normal, we can take a, uh, take a vintage innovation mindset and focus on the o overlap of best practices and the next practices. Um, and I find myself doing that even more. And it really kind of validates, you know, you, you see people and it either validates what you're doing and says, do more of it or, Hey, whatever I was on, like that's mm, maybe I should, I should uh, uh, think differently about that. And so really kind of validated for me the idea of even simple things like the I'm doing the cell phone pockets this year and a validation for that. The more that I can be able to get the kids to focus on more what's in front of them and what's now and, and all that. And, and the idea about creating more. The hard part is how to be able to keep freedoms for creativity and innovation within the construct of, 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 of the class periods that we already have. Yeah, I do agree also about that disconnected, get disconnected mm -hmm. to get connected. Um, again, it, it is, it's just that, that FaceTime, the communication without a device in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I think I can speak for, even for my own daughter, again, during pandemic time, they were on the screen. That was their social time. So uh, going back to like what Abby said, you know, emerging from the pandemic with more humanity, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, stressing that the personal human connection. Yeah. Now, so for Brian, Brian, Brian's the president of Q. So he's, when he's at these events, he's much, he's got things to do and people to connect with and such. Were you able to bounce around and what, did you have any walkaways that you got from your experiences that were there besides the, again, I, I purpose uh, on the session wise, I purposefully went to sessions this time and oh, those connections I wanted to make, um, I saved it till the very last session on Sunday, but 
I went to four or five sessions. One was a two hour session. So it was great. I got a, a ton out of uh, esports. So I was excited about that because uh, I'm bringing it, you know, more of it to my district. So esports, but it was, up. everybody's doing esports. Yeah. Um, I, that'll be a, an episode in the future. Uh, as, as we start getting, as I collect more data. I love it. Love it. Uh, I had to take a pause. I don't know if you noticed, but gotta love the, uh, gotta love my daughter in college was like, we got to get on be real. And I missed her. I don't do the social media stuff. I've been on Twitter and we've had a thousand conversations there. I don't do the Facebook, all that. So I just had to do my be real post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be real. That's the tough part. The cell phones and pockets, it, it blows up with the be real. It's time to take a be real. Be real. And the phones, was, bzz, bzz, bzz. the kids are like, oh, it's like, sorry, post late. I don't care. What happens if you don't get it in that window? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what it said? Here's Brian's be real. You know what it said? It said you posted late. That's it. That's it. The whole idea is right. you're supposed to do it now. Like If you can't do it now, then. Now you're going to stage it and do your, ooh, let me get my mic up. Let me do my smoky eyes or whatever. And you get all that ready and set. This one's like, no, fresh, live, hit me now. Anyway, That's why you always have smoky eyes. It is. I'm always ready. You're always doing the smoky eyes there. Uh, some of the other takeaways, we, uh, you, uh, myself and Brent, we, we were able to check out their cool Fab Lab tour. Mm-hmm. What's a Fab Lab, Brian? I was thinking about, uh, again, if it's there next year. Doing a competition in there amongst affiliates, you know, you have like an, it's a, it's a maker space. Uh, they had, uh, they had some sewing machines in there. They had some laser cutters. So is it fabulous uh, laboratory fabrication, fabrication lab and they lab laboratory laboratory. And they did, they had that 3d thing. I forget what Z space what heck was that thing. It, yeah, it's a Z space, I believe. You put that's on these glass. It basically the 3D. You put on glasses in front of this computer thing, and you grab a little pencil that's your hand thing. It's pricey, pricey, and you're grabbing and manipulating stuff, and you're like, yeah. oh boy, I feel like this is again. It, it, that was kind of cool. It got me back in that days of early ed tech. You're like, ooh, mm, this may not be nothing now because I could play with a butterfly, or but like, what? what I'm thinking what this could be though. Like world application, can you, my sister-in-law just went through surgery and it was robotic, Mm -hmm. but again, your surgeon can be across the country and using that because man, you can really get in there on that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah, it is. I still feel like a little bit like, but like, so this is just learning that like, but what's the real, anyway, I still feel like some some of these things had early uh, beginnings of it all kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, so that was the Fab Lab, and then the other thing, uh, and we've been talking a little bit, Brian, on the side about it with uh, Mike Lawrence. I went to the, uh, uh, I went to the Ted Lasso. My wife and I are huge Ted Lasso fans, and we went to Mike Lawrence. And oh, forget me, who was his co-presenter? I'm sorry, uh, Delaney. Uh, was it Deb? I forget. We'll look it up, and we'll be able to tag them in this. But they did. Um, uh, they did uh, bring Ted Lasso into your classroom, something along that lines. And man, like I've been all super Ted Lasso-y stuff. Yeah. You're a Ted Lasso guy. You were Ted Lasso before I was Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, I got I got you involved, but uh or I hinted at it. You were gonna end up watching it eventually. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I I I I love the episode. That my favorite episode, my favorite scene. I don't I didn't haven't tended Mike's session, mm-hmm. but the dart scene is mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite. And um I, I played it for my team, and as I as I played it, I installed uh, a dartboard in our break room. Awesome. Um, so, and every single day, like three times a day during breaks, I just hear them laughing, talking, and I hear the darts hitting it, and I'm all, all right. It was it was good. So That's awesome. So for me, literally, it was the uh, it was the day before Q. So the day before Q, Q was on a Saturday. On that Friday night, I'm working on our football game. And as a media video, whatever, I got a crew of kids who were there filming and f- shooting photos and all that sort of stuff. And I got a good 10, 15 of them who were there. And uh, we, we had a bit of a conflict of um, just unbelievably petty stuff. Of so-and-so took the big lens and she, she, she even, have you even seen her stuff? And, and all, it's just petty stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, tr- 
it's something that's been ongoing. And then I heard the girl later, I saw the girl later on who they were talking about. And then they actually had confronted her with some of their issues that they were very, you know, they're not getting along and they're not friends and they, they have to work together at times. And they, they were getting real snippy with each other. And this girl was just in absolute tears and telling me how she's getting bullied by all these kids. And she doesn't know idea what, 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 what brought it out. So I'm trying to be able to talk to the, to, to the other kids and I'm realizing it's just, um, uh, here we are. Uh, it's just conflict for not necessarily conflict. So I go to the conference. I say, "Hey, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about it next week." And so when we show up on Monday for the entire class, we 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 showed the darts and we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, "I'm not accusing anybody. You did this or you did that, but like, let's. Wh- why are we not?" And the, and the big quote from there talks about be curious, not judgmental. And so I addressed vaguely the, these incidents that have been happening. And I'm saying, hey, we're not, you know, we're just judging each other for not, for, for what real reasons. Let's, if we could open up and get to know people a little bit more and ask questions. It just seems like everybody just wants to talk, 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 as opposed to listen and ask questions. Questions of your classmates, of your coworkers, of whatever. And just sit and listen a little bit and show interest. You know, the classic, you know, you walk a mile in somebody's shoes to get to know them and such. And I feel like I'm hoping and made things a little bit better. We did a, 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 you know, we took some butcher paper and put a sign up in our class about be curious. And I'm hoping to really sort of lay some groundworks there because uh, the uh, unapologetic, unapologetic positivity of Ted Lasso just hits you like um, you want to be better. And I want my students and I want my teachers and everybody to be better. Yeah. And that's, that's just like Ted Lasso. You have to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, and kudos to Mike for this next level thing that I haven't seen that I'm going to steal one way or another. He got the cameo. He paid <laughs> for a cameo. The when you hire somebody to do a video message, Brian, if you guys remember, we shared yours from Hank. He's probably queuing it up right now in his soundboard. No, oh, I already have it. Okay. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> right there from my cameo that he gave me, which was super awesome. Best gift ever. And we're sitting there in this Ted Lasso presentation, and Mike's about to wrap it up. He's like, oh, there's a message, everybody. And it's the bartender from Ted Lasso, May. She's about as British as you can get. And the message is to us. And she says, all you educators out there and what you're doing and and, and I'm like, Mike, that was fantastic. She she went into and out of character. She, she was herself the actress and then into the character. And it was just, I'm like, oh, that's, that's I got to, I don't know where I'm going to do, but maybe get someone to chime in on Man, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Cameo right now and you can get the two female leads. From Ted Lasso? Yeah. Ooh. You, you, the yeah. Hannah Waddington, yeah. the owner, and Keely, forty-two dollars. How much for her? Forty-two for Hannah. Yeah, you're crazy. Juno Templeton is two hundred and fifty. Oh my goodness, that's unbelievable. But yeah, there's a whole bunch on here. Yeah, but just in the future, like I'm doing game show stuff. Like I gotta get me somebody from a. I gotta get Pat Sajak or Carey. somebody or Drew Carey or somebody. Like, oh man. Oh, most of the ones I would really want, unfortunately, have, are long and past. <laughs> Monty Hall and on. Wink Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're old. Wink That's... Martindale. Uh, oh. Who was the uh, match game guy? Oh, with the long. I loved him. Oh, uh, not, he was great. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to look it up. That's going to drive me crazy. Gene Rayburn. Pete Rayburn. God, we're so old. Gene. Uh, I'm still hunting for that microphone he used before I make one. I've looked for the microphone. There's dummy fake ones, but where's the real microphone? That's a good 14 inches with the little. I'm going to. I was going to make one out of uh, a car antenna. You know, the old car antennas that extract. You can clip the end, run that wire down. Oh, yeah. Because Alec Baldwin was doing match game, and I don't know if they stopped doing it, but I think he he got the microphone. Alec ba- and it even says here, Alec Baldwin takes the long skinny mic on match game. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, yeah. So thanks to everybody who presented and all the things that we were able to pop into and do because it was a good. It, it was good. It was exactly what we needed. What I needed at that at that time in the middle of fall. Right. Get to get mm-hmm. the you know we've we've lost the adrenaline of the beginning of the year and get focused on for what's next so thank you guys yeah i I thought again was a great event 
I, I'm going to say I, the facilities were great. Mm-hmm. Um, sessions were great. And for me, I think I was talking to Brian afterwards. Like I had been doing, I did my little speaking of game shows. I do my game shows as much as I can. I've been doing them for as long as I've been teaching. And I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to look like, but I gotta, I want to turn this into an actual product, something shareable, sendable, whatever to, um, because I just I, I love doing them and I want it into a thing, into a package, into a book, into a box, into a bag, into a zip file, something. Anyway, yeah. so I'll be working on that. More to more of that to come. Something will happen. All, All right. right. What, next? what next? Let's check out. Uh, I, I we're going into our check this out. Some things to check out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll start us off. The first one I I stumbled upon this I. Don't know if you've checked it out again. I I'm loving Canva, mm. not canvas, but Canva. Uh, this these are magic shortcuts. So I did this screencast of the different magic sh- shortcuts. If you click these buttons during your presentation, you get these animations oh, during your yeah. presentation. Yeah. So there's the blurred effect. Uh, if you hit the letter C during your presentation, you get a confetti um there's a drum roll animation maybe there's something in your presentation you want you're making an announcement and you hit you just hit d and it goes does the actual uh the one that i thought you would like is uh if you hit numbers it one through nine it brings up a time oh neat on this everybody for the next three minutes i want you to do something you hit the number three and it goes right to it Yep, it goes right to three. And again, whenever you want these things to turn off, you just hit it again. Mm-hmm. So if they're done in two minutes, you just hit three again, and it'll it'll turn it off. Okay. So, yeah, this is a little animation of it. They do have a uh, two seasonal ones. If you I click S, ghost, you get this. You get the spider and the ghost. So, really cool things. I can see a lot of potential, and not sure what else they might bring to the table on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's super cool. Just when you're instead of doing uh Google, your Google slides, just do your presentation in this. Yeah. Um, and it works along. I've been doing my presentations in uh Canva really? when you I switch. present to like, yeah, when I presented, uh, I've done two to our school board. Um, and a couple when I just want to share it out to the district. Okay. So it, it is super cool. Because it does everything. It does the presentations. It does your videos. It does graphics. It does all that sort of stuff. And it does. I haven't done it yet, but uh, if you tie it to your phone, your phone becomes the remote, so you can advance mm-hmm. f- from your pocket. Yeah, I went so. to a se- one of the sessions after me. She was doing that, and she was running it all from her phone. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. So. I don't I don't think I'm gonna switch. I can't. I'm just. It's, I'm too in. I'm too in. I've switched too many I, times is. in my life. I have. And it, yeah, and it, it, it's, I still, I still use slides because again, I know where everything is. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's my house. I know where everything is, but then Canva is your Airbnb. It should be here, but it's not. It's familiar and comfy. It's like, it, it, we've all like moved out of an apartment or into a house or out of this or that. Right. And there's, there, there's, there's a pain point about moving mm-hmm. my moves. I started teaching. Go ahead and judge me. Overhead. Right? We all the did. people had the overhead. So you're doing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was printing my overheads. And I'm like, I could do this, right? I'm kind of innovative ways to do the overheads. And I'm like, nope. So I moved out of overheads, which was only my first year. And then from there, I went all in on, on, on PowerPoint. PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. And then all of a sudden, some shiny thing came in front. And they said, hey, do you want a smart board? I'm like, yep. So I gave up in the middle of me doing my EP history. I had to do the slow, painful transition everything from PowerPoint into the smart notebook software, which um, you could just bring in the PowerPoints, but to be able to access and utilize it, you kind of want to really make it part of that software. So I went from one to the next, and then I think that lasted three years. And then the Google thing blew up, and I'm like, okay, well, let me, everybody's using Google Slides. My district's using it. And so I moved over there, and now I don't think I can. I don't think I want. Oh, I don't, I sorry, I can. I don't think I want to. You should try. But why? It's good. you know how hard it would be. It's something new. It's, I got it's hard. The you, new stuff you, it's hard. Is it okay? It's hard. Are you going to yell at people on your yard too? Oh, it's hard. 
Sorry, because I'm an old guy, but it's just so there. I do want slides to be better. I did have somebody show me. Did you see? I mean, slides doesn't update much. Have I? Am I super late to the game that it can now loop automatically? Have you seen that? <laughs> it's been out for a year or two, yeah. and I just realized it. Is that what happened? Yeah. Because yeah. all of these things that don't seem to update, and I'm like, someone goes, oh, yeah, it can now loop continuously. I'm like, no, it hasn't been able to do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, well, kudos to Canva, and I'll give you this. I shared the link in here, too, because we did our episode a couple of them ago about Canva versus uh, Adobe Creative Cloud, and uh-huh. we got a bunch of friends who are working for Adobe, and all I got to say is keep fighting because Canva's winning. <laughs> yeah, that's – I again, what made me – another thing I knew all along about Canva, what uh, – what kind of even sold it even more is it is uh, it's a company owned and created by a woman who went through girls who can code. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. So I, I saw that and went, oh, that's um, uh, I'm invested even more. Yeah. What I was referring to is this article that I'm linking in the show notes here. And you, you don't even have to read it, but just read the title. Canvas passes 100 monthly million active users. And that's important. The million, act, I mean, active users means it wasn't like somebody like me. I signed up for it and I'm not really going back to it. I still have a Canva account, but I'm not using it. But you're active. That's amazing. That's a huge number, 100 million. Uh, and, mm-hmm. the, and the most the tough part for Adobe is what it says afterwards. So Canva has 100 monthly active users, nearly quadruple that of Adobe. Oof. Quadruple, which is like four, quadruple. I think. Is it four? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, Thanks. and growing more. The commercials—they're just like you're all over the place. And like, my goodness, I've I've been seeing Adobe in commercials. Holy these days. crap! What'd you just put in there? That's the graph. The Ooh. graph they started in 2013 in usage. See, that's the chart of it going up. My favorite part is the little arrow that says everyone on holidays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody during the holidays. Oh, I want to make a card. I want to make oh, that. My goodness. Wow, that's impressive. All right, Canvas Shortcuts, check it out. Good. What do you got for us? Uh, what I got for you is something from Q. I did just oh, – I tried right. a little bit. I tried to go to some vendors a little bit, Brian. Okay. Living pop-up books. Live augmented reality books. And look at this. Oh, wow. Look okay. at that. I got one right there. Oh, you got I one. Got wow. One. It was a free giveaway. Yeah. Oh, lucky. Yeah. So it's what, what's interesting here, Brian, is that's – this is Romeo and Juliet. Are you looking on the cameras? Okay. Yeah, okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is that the book basically is a QR code. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm just stalling because I'm trying to get the app up. Okay. Yeah. So you get the app okay, <laughs> and the app comes up and you simply just scan the, how am I going to do this? Like this? Like do the this? other oh, one. Yeah. You just scan you that, and then the oh. characters come up, and then every page, not every page, because it's mostly writing, but every so often you're going to have some drawings, and every drawing is going to be the characters popping up and talking oh, to you about cool. it and such. And so you can see I tried it here. I put a couple screenshots, one from the presentation that they gave um, the, uh, the vendors of this company, which is called Living Books. Um, and then walking through it, and they were displaying on their screen. And then I was doing it here at home. I got Romeo and Juliet, and uh, uh, my favorite part is every time you hit the QR code, a little noise comes up. Boom, boom. And, yeah, it's one of those classic ones like Family Feud. You know when it says, survey says? Bing. It is the most dogs lose their mind on Family Feud. <laughs> and so Makers of the Living Books, new QR, pop, QR code pops up. My dumbass dog loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I see the dog there in that one image. It's like, he's like, oh, what was that? What was that? Like, it's just Shakespeare. Chill out, dude. Anyway, yeah. so I still don't know on the AR, Brian. Uh, and they mentioned this phrase. Hey, it's not a gimmick anymore or a Happy Meal. This is legit. Let me ask you. Is this legit? Is this going to now change reading? Is this going to supplement reading? Is this the future of reading? Maybe it'll engage those readers that are not readers, mm-hmm. the ones that are reluctant. Um, I don't know. Yeah. If if you zapped it and it read it to you in a different language, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so they get as you as with most stuff that you're buying, you're actually buying the book because the book is QR is the QR codes. 
I don't even want to mm-hmm. call them QR codes, but the pictures are the codes that bring them up. It's snappy and fast. It was really quick. That was kind of neat. So let's say you, you on that one image in the book, if you copied it, blew it up on a printer and posted it on the wall, would you be able to? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because they're just That'd co- be pretty they're cool. just codes. And of course, what they want you to do is in the catalog, here is the, uh, uh, and here's the cost because they want you to buy, you know, a, a one per one per student and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And you can see some of the costs there of the, yeah, yeah, I see it. I mean, you deal with costs and all that, but it's not just the books, Brian. You get lesson plans. You get uh, what else do you think you get in this thing? You get curriculum. Ooh, uh, they often actually they'll sell you the tablets too if you want. Are tablets basically giveaway items now? The tablet yeah, give you a tablet if you buy the whatever. Anyway. Yeah, so they want you to buy like 50 copies or 100 copies of these books and then share them with your PLCs and that kind of stuff. So anyway, check them out if that's something of interest to you there. Hey, look who showed up. Was it, he, heard the it he heard the sound. Did you hear it? All right, I'm going to play it for you. He's going to lose his mind. <laughs> anyway, let me, close, let me close the door here. Get the, get the dog out. Is it... Is that's your new dog? Is his name officially dumbass dog? No, he is getting. How come dog dogs get dumber? How is that possible? He was fine, and then he's, yeah, he's, he's something's happening. He's, <laughs> he's yes, he's no cat. He's no. He's he gets scared by a lot, like augmented reality and family views. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Romeo yeah, and Juliet. living books. Check them out, and they have stickers. Oh my gosh, stickers. Ooh. Anyway, very good. There were a lot of good vendors mm-hmm. there. Lego was awesome, and Piper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, that's one of those that things was, that you should do when you go to your conferences. Those things that you really, uh, one, the vendors are, are 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 paying a pretty penny, so they want you to be able to walk around and get yourself uh, get yourself some free uh, some free uh, goodies. They got pens and candies, <laughs> candies <laughs> and, and pamphlets that they uh, want you to spend a lot of money on. So. And Brian, somebody who is, when they see you, they might just literally, it could be like, when they see you, it's like literally when they see the baby gazelle with like the twisted ankle, they're like, oh, mm, this is a payday. I, you know, I don't, I don't make eye contact. When they see a third, like the badge says third grade teacher, they're like, oh, hey, have to have a little Snickers. When they see you like, oh, director of innovation. Mm, mm." All the hyenas get up and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Is he wounded? Oh. Is he is he going down? Yeah, what kind of district are you from? Whoa. 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 <laughs> Look uh, at that uh. bison. <laughs> <laughs> they start circling you. You're fending them off. Get yeah, away. Right. <laughs> My budget's done for the year. They're like, no, you need this. You have to have it. You need, like, oh. you need AR Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> All right. Give us another one, Brian. What else you got? Uh, the next one. This is a revisit. Uh, I, I'm really on the fence pulling the trigger on this one. It's uh, It's Podcastle. Um, again, it's that on it, you can do a free, I'm thinking about trying out with my district free, but I had an error when I tested it out with someone. I don't know if it was my filter or something. I need to reach out to him. It didn't upload the other end, uh, the other person, but I don't know if any of you listened to our last episode when we were our Chico rock star, I use Pat, I used podcastle to fix the audio. So there were people we interviewed that were sitting this way, this far away from the mic. So you can't really hear, but when I ran it through the processor, it balanced everyone out and it sounded great. And some of the features on there, the text, uh, the voice to text on there. Um, it's like you can have your audio editor within to do trimming, to take out the us and the dead space. Uh, they have the, they do also have the one paid feature is um, you can do the typing. And if you take it out of your typing, it will remove it from the audio. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's some really nobody, cool features on it. Nobody's still actually trying to take out their ums and ahs, are they? Yeah. Who was it? Somebody was talking to me, and they said how long it takes for them to process each show. And I was like, "You? what are you what, – what, what, what chemicals are you on? Like, how much better is your show going to be because you – and it yeah. out some stuff, right? Yeah, I, cool. I, we stopped that a long time. After the first episode, the episode yeah. one, I went through and deleted it. It took three hours to edit. Note to self, anybody wants to start a podcast, after you record it, you, 
you, you hit publish. Upload. Yeah, you're done. You, <laughs> you walk away hit, with that. You thing. hit like, upload. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's like, hmm, Matt, you know the problem with those guys? Hmm. Too many mm, gaps. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Podcastle. Podcastle. Check how it out. We, how many you have you tried? How many have you tried in this in this journey that has taken us forever? Wow, uh, a lot. I still am upset that we still don't have Blab anymore. Was Blab your favorite? I liked Blab. You know, again, that was just the video uh, conferencing piece. What was the and shortest then, one we ever used? Oh, Zencaster? Zencaster was probably the shortest we ever did. Yeah, because they were still in beta and, you know. It blame, that's probably our fault mm-hmm. uh, to try to invest in something that's not developed it worked yet. well though um, for us didn't it yeah it's now it's it's very very popular people use oh, it oh they do okay yeah okay. so I just going back to Blab uh, remember they got rid of it and they're saying oh we're pivoting going into a different d- direction mm-hmm. boy they could have done a lot in the virtual oh, <laughs> world gosh. if they didn't pivot yes the, yeah it was right before the pandemic right yeah, about a, maybe a year before. Yeah. So, anyways, bird walk, pigeon walk. Next, is it? Anyway, what do you got so for Mr. Us? Briggs, uh, yeah, I've been sharing with you, and I've been not. You know, I'm not happy with you because you decided to switch to the Apple World, and I understand. He went because the family, the whole family's there, his work's <laughs> there, and um, he switched over because we loved. I loved it that we were the non Kool Aid drinking. Right, renegades that are hey, there's other people who aren't just going to live in the Apple world, and then you. I did, and I just got the new iPad. That's like twelve, like a surfboard. It's huge. It's awesome. I still don't know how I feel about you. Yeah. Okay. What what tablet out there is good that who um, uses tablets? Me for what? Games. (laughs) I'll say that the tablet is is the game. It's the it's the grandparent device for sitting around and it's the bejeweled. Is, is, is that still the game? What's one of those? What was that worm game forever ago? The letter Slither Slither. Oh, not I that know. one. But there wasn't there a bookworm one that you had to spell letters and oh, yeah, what was that one? Yeah, yes. I forget what it was. Um, there is yeah the the games for the people who want to be able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, I still use them. my mom playing playing the farm that oh, farm farm. Farmville, yeah, that stuff, yeah. Uh, I only use them for; um, they're basically just my teleprompters, um, and that's kind of their, the only use that they really have. I can tell you, uh, using Canva on it is awesome. Okay, okay, because you can upload those. You can do the upload your image, upload a video, take the background video, uh, background off a of video. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's it it's very handy Canva on a t- okay. Padlet, but. Tablet. But okay. I think most of the time, though, is the, uh, I mean, nowadays, I mean, most of the kids, the it's still the, the Chromebook revolution that we talked about a while ago, which is, right, everybody's got a Chromebook, so might as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if again, if that Chrome tablet took off, if that would have been good, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I got, I got me, I, I it took me four years, four years I stuck with <laughs> the phone. How many of you out there stuck with the same for, for a phone? My phone was four years old. My vehicle was from 2001. Bought it brand new in 01. Still driving it. <laughs> got some miles on there. So does my phone. Anyway, got the new Pixel Pixel 7 Pro. That's it right there. Super excited about it. None of you listening even care. It's, you're all on iPhones. I, I got to tell you, that, that photos, the photos you take with it are absolutely amazing. Yeah, what's really kind of exciting about, I think, everybody, iPhones too, it's it's this. It's the cameras that they're being taken uh-huh. now are just the, um, you know, the wide-angle lenses, the macro lenses. So I just quickly, just right now, Brian, so here's my tiny little, it was a sitting by the table, and I'm like, you can now do pretty decent macro. Macro is the really, really close-up stuff or the really, really far-away stuff. There's a 30 times zoom, which is still a bit pixelated, but significantly better, significantly better to be able to move in. And it's not like what I've done presentations. And I've always said this, if you want to get closer with your phone, the one thing is always it's your feet. You got to get closer. But nowadays what they're doing in here, it's not just um, pinching 
and you're stretching the pixels out. There's so much computational stuff doing in there, the different lenses that they're putting within there. It's weird to feel within the camera and watch it actually jump between the different lenses as you get closer, as the light changes, and all of a sudden it'll just do a quick little change. Like, oh, it switched. It switched the lens it's doing. So uh, really excited about that. Any other Pixel 7 Pro people out there, join in. Love it. Yeah, I mean, that that photo that I put in the notes of the social uh at fall mm -hmm. queue you took that that was done with your phone mm -hmm. i meant that that was at night and it it turned out it turned out so good of that group setting of everybody. we will always look back i think of a good 10 years where we, we had so many horrible photos of because we all just yeah. went cell phones and realized that it was the best phone was the one in our pocket and it, it sucked <laughs> it's yeah for 10 yeah. years but like like you what you mentioned i think nowadays the camera to get happens to have a phone attached mm -hmm. to it um so it, it, no more point and shoots yeah. you have this uh, my last little quick share out i forget who shared this with me but it's just a uh, uh, i've been digging this one a bunch as the feedback that i need to give this is just me as a normal teacher is and i know everybody's doing it we were talking to moat uh brian you said you're a mm -hmm. big fan and th that was what they originally started out was leading a voice comments i think is how they began um uh no we, we weren't talking to moat who were we talking to Cammy. Moat was one. Cammy was there. Oh, Cammy, 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 Cammy does yeah, yeah, yeah. voice stuff. Moat, uh, that was one of the ones that they did. I'm just using one, just a Chrome extension called, um, what's it called? Talk and Comment. And who's it from? Is it from from Talk and it Comment? I don't is. know who they are. Anyway, it's just really seamless. And for me, for those of you who leave, uh, uh, you want to be able to leave a lot of comments to, uh, uh, to a kid and they turn in an assignment and you're like, oh boy, where do I even begin? Can I just hit record? Brian, I remembered, oh, what was the, I, I used to do it for my iPad. I would take screenshots of the kids' essays and I would record over the top. Those little whiteboard apps, what were those ones called? It's not. Show me, uh, show. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Explain, Explain everything. everything was the best of them, but there was another one that it was so easy. I would just take a screenshot, annotate was, over them. Oh, that's show me. Yeah, it show was me. super nice and easy, but it was really still a lot to do for every single one and I had to transfer it. Nowadays, it's just, you're on your laptop, you're on your Chromebook, and you want to make a comment, and it's sitting right there for me. There's a microphone. I click on it, and it just says record, gives me a link, and I I give the kids, and I just paste the uh, link. Like, yeah, it's super fast. So I just love it. As I'm yeah. grading stuff, it's just made my life. If there's anything longer than two sentences I need to tell them, I'm just hitting that. It, it This is – it is a great uh, extension, especially with – Moat went to that paid model. They pulled kind of like the pad, oh, they give it for free, and then okay. – a couple months later, sixty dollars um, a year. Um, yeah. So this one, I'll, like, I'll yeah. do this one here real fast. Ready? I'll hit record. Hey, oh, sorry. Hey, Brian Briggs, uh, your assignment was really terrible, and you need to redo the thing. And here's some other things I need to talk to you about. And that was done. And then literally, uh -oh. I just go to copy, and I go back over here to our show notes, and I just hit paste. And then there's your, and Brian can click on that, that active link right there. And literally that's just, that's how fast it is to be able to give feedback and whatever you use, Google Classroom, Moodle, Canvas, doesn't matter what you use. Just if you, I want to be able to get the kids something that fast to be able to do a comment and holy moly. Yeah. That, that would be not a, a time saver. I think it'd just be using your time efficiently. Mm. Yeah. Because some of you, some of us so, are really fast and type in and all that kind of stuff. And also a lot of us have done that. I'm going to copy and paste or use some of those preset, those preset ones. Hey, you need to show evidence yeah. in your thesis. And that's just a preset that you're going to be able to do. But um, uh, feedback is the most important thing in terms of trying to get your kids better in no matter what class that they're doing. But how do you give feedback to 200 kids? And I think, again, like you said, getting feedback from my teacher, like when it's a voice, it's authentic. I'm not reading into it. It's not kids know when it's at just that copy and paste over. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it's much more meaningful being the voice coming from my teacher. Yeah. So that's it. So that is what I call that talk and comment. Super simple, easy talk. to use. I've now, yeah, it's, it's become one of my daily drivers. I wouldn't say daily because I don't grade every day, but when I do grade, I do I'm grade. doing that one. There you go. Grading is just such All a, right. oh boy, it's a lot. All right. It leads us into what's on our playlist. Um, I'm going to start with a show I stumbled on. Can I go? On. Can I quickly go? Because I want to spend more time on yours. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, uh, you go. Mine's just quick and simple. It's what it's the. I'm super excited because my wife uh, did not watch Game of Thrones, and um, uh, I think I was at Fall Q, Brian, and she's like, "I've start I've started to watch House of Dragon." I'm like, "Without me?" And you're watching the prequel, and you didn't watch the original one. And she's like, "Yeah." And I go, "Stop." Stop. <laughs> so she stopped after two episodes and then we just dove all in. And it's so fun to be able to to watch a show with your spouse that you both totally get into and House of Dragons so fun. And I'm just sitting there I'm like, yay, now you can go back and watch Game of Thrones with her. And so House of Dragons is <laughs> fun. Everybody's talking about it. But yeah, that's fine. Very good. Game of Thrones guy? I, I, Game of Thrones guy? No, I haven't seen it. Mm. I'm one of them. A lot of people talk about it. But what is yours? <laughs> What is mine? What, you want to dive into it, don't you? Have you seen oh, of it? Of course I've seen it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just stumbled upon it. It is the uh, Pentaverit <laughs> on Netflix. So this goes back to, this is Mike Myers. Uh, very, if, if you're familiar with Mike Myers, it's his total humor. Um, and the Pentaverit are... This this stems back from the reference of So I Married an Axe Murderer. Quick throw. Uh, it's a he made an entire Netflix series of a throwaway joke from a movie twenty years ago. And you know what I'm kind of bummed with uh, when they in this new one when they talked about the original Pentaverit, mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have the they Colonel Sanders <laughs> with his weed <laughs> sitting on. They went to the quick spices. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they went with oh the gosh. they went with the Quaker Oats, and, and what but, I wanted, what I think, also what they needed to, they they needed to have Soy married an axe murderer's dad as a quick cameo. In oh there. yeah, <laughs> they they needed oh that. I now I haven't seen it. Did you watch you the whole watch six series? You watch it? No, I watched the first oh, one. Oh my god, I watched it all. Yes, I watched it when it came out. It, it was. I mean. Jen Giffen must love the Canadian oh. humor. I meant the reference. The Canadians one, fuzzy. The one guy, the, oh. the one guy's a Canadian broadcaster, and he just goes deep, and they're just super. Oh my gosh, their Canadian TV thing. Anyway, so Mike Myers, uh, for like that was my my. Uh, we we all had those time periods of when the comedies that came out really connected with you based on your age. And for me, it was so I married an axe murderer. Uh, oh. Wayne's World and Austin Powers were just I could not get enough of those. And my friends and I still we just. Quote the same things, all right? If someone's got a big head, you just say, head, move. It's, it's like it, it's an orange on a toothpick. Anyway, and so the pentabrit is awesome. You could go ahead and explain what it is, Brian. Yeah, again, it, the, it's, I, you know it better than I have. I only seen the first episode. Mike Myers is uh, an aging reporter for a Canadian CACA News in Canada and is reporting on uh he went to the uh conspiracy theory convention the con con and they're stumbling upon uh the pentaverit so that's what he's going to be researching yeah, he, investigating he, he, the pentaverit so. is there, what if the world there was a conspiracy what if there was really five people who did secretly run the world and they were really nice and he plays he plays yeah. every member of the pentaverit not everyone four of them yeah. except and yeah. so um, he does his lovely. He plays all these different sort of characters, and it's goofy and it's over the top. I will say this though: I I I really embraced it, and I'm a bit of a show snob. And I did watch for a while, and then I decided to check what it is out in Rotten Tomatoes. And I can see their point. Did you see me put it here? Yeah, I see it. Twenty-eight percent. If this, if you're like you said. You're a Mike Myers mm -hmm. fan with So I Married an Axe Murderer. I, when Mary and I were dating, the real Mary, not the fictitious one you think, <laughs> uh, we used a lot of the lines uh, oh. from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Um, so it is that. And even when we got engaged, we went and saw Austin oh, Powers. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. That's so uh, Mike Myers is good. And again, if if you're a Mike Myers fan, this is his essence of humor. Mm. Like <laughs> I lost it on that Bigfoot scene. <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah, Sasquatch. <laughs> pooping on that. He was pooping in an alley, wasn't he? he, was just, he was, Mike Myers loves a good poop was, joke, I tell you that. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's good. It was one of those that literally, by the way, I watched it by myself. I didn't recommend it to my family or anybody. Like, if you if you're a Mike Myers fan. Oh my gosh. 
the pentaverate. Yeah. If if like you just summed it up, if you're a fan of Mike Myers, if you're not, I would probably pass on it. I will be honest. Yeah, if you're not, the the twenty eight percent will probably be right up uh, your alley. All right, well, good stuff, Mister Briggs. It was great connecting and chatting with you again, buddy. That was good. Let's see. Uh, will we go another month, or maybe do before? Let's, Let's get one before, That's right. get one before the Thanksgiving. Before the Thanksgivings, maybe maybe we should get all our families on. <laughs> maybe not all right till next time you need to check this check out. this out